Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One day, two football games, and a lot of best ball teams out there in limbo land waiting for the best ball regular season to be finalized. We're going to dive in to the two, the doubleheader Monday night football game. All the sweats that you guys have going, that we have going, and what does it all mean for the upcoming best ball playoffs here on Monday Night Best Ball at Spike Week. Let's do it. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome, Devin. I'm glad you're enjoying listening. If you have any extra deliveries, come bring them by the house because it is absolutely freezing here. I have no interest in leaving the house, and I also don't really feel like making dinner either. So, Devin, bring bring them on by. Olaf, hello. Updog, yes. I'm very, I'm very excited. I've been frantically looking at every possible team uh, that I've drafted that is in the playoffs, that could get into the playoffs tonight with uh some 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 big games uh i'm very excited i am legitimately very very excited i'm not just uh, uh bullshitting that it's not where like we say something's interesting right uh everybody always says, oh that's interesting and it's never actually really interesting you just don't have another word i am legitimately excited i'm also excited for these two games they're kind of like shitty ish games but there's a more fantasy appeal than i thought that there would be with two shitty games of course we have the dolphins we'll get into all that shout out cobra kai moment of silence for <laughs> this is definitely true uh just yet another week week 14 uh it's a it's a week that ends in a number that uh had some catastrophic injuries to the best ball portfolio we will talk about cj stroud and nico collins and all of that shout out zen q7 olaf and wet like i'm book one two two devin booker he is wet i will t- uh no no uh not to be inappropriate but uh, uh agree went from six to midnight with that brian robinson update today i was definitely genuinely concerned about that we'll touch on that a little bit later jay jenks you guys are bringing the heat texans are down so bad that is definitely true and hello melch rob Let's just get into it right away. These two games tonight. How 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 are we feeling? You got any big sweats? Got any big things you're looking for? Um, just anything in any general thoughts? Last game, last day of the best ball season. Well, my my very 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 first thought is, the hell's the NFL doing? How are we starting both of these games at the same time? <laughs> yeah, how are we not staggering these? So I love it because I love I love that there's two games because. We might have hit on this before, but my absolute favorite DFS for football back in the day was the primetime Sunday night tournaments, the two-game slate. So I get to do a two-game slate tonight, play some Taji Spears, get poor. Like That's that's my plan for the evening. Who doesn't like playing shitty Giants wide receivers <laughs> and uh, Dontavian Wicks, you know, and uh, hoping for is, is Daniel Bellinger playing? Because I've been hoping to play Lawrence Cager. <laughs> you know, we're, we're really excited for this one. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's so great that these are the teams that they're doing it with. But I actually do. I, I'm playing a $200 single entry team just to punt it because I'm like, I just really like these two game slates. But stagger the games. Good Lord. Like. 7.30, 8.30 at minimum like is, is the way I would have done it. But A.J. Dillon looks like he's my biggest sweat in terms of best ball. Like I was okay. just looking through some of my teams. So I was telling him I was kind of gauging through teams that were a little bit behind, and they all seem to have A.J. Dillon and A-Chan or A.J. Dillon, Jaden Reed, but there's just a hell of a lot of A.J. Dillon. So – Please score some points tonight, AJ Dillon. After whatever the hell Jalen Hurts did last night, he hurt Oof. me the most this week. I think it was I had uh, teams not advancing because of him last yeah, night. Yeah, I can't. I I can't believe that. I, I I can believe he didn't like go for thirty-five. But you just feel like um, with Hurts, frankly, with both of the quarterbacks, Dak has almost reached that level where you're just like shocked when they don't score twenty-five. 
mm-hmm. you know, and Jalen Hurts in particular, I think it was, sorry, Bullock, if you're listening, uh, shout out Bullock, you know, from the Discord, was up something like 12 in a season-long matchup, um, needed to win, obviously, and he had Jalen Hurts, like I said, up 12 against Audrey. Aubrey, Audrey, whatever, Aubrey, the, yeah. the, the, the Cowboys kicker and lost, <laughs> which is... There's lots of bad beats, right? Uh, that happen in season long and best ball and everything. That's that's up there. That, that's, that's, a, that's a bad a, one. That's a pretty that's a pretty rough beat. But I'm sure, like you, lots of people. That was brutal. You know, the Eagles have been so good, so consistent, and it's it's so three guys, four guys every week, just locked and loaded, good games. You know how good? I don't know, but always good. And that was a bad time, <laughs> a really bad time to pull that last night. Yeah, it did not help. I, I was just looking for floor games, right? Like legitimate floor games, not whatever the hell that was. <laughs> we were just looking for the, the you know the sixteen points, the twelve points from AJ Brown, maybe get give me a couple there. And I I legitimately think I have three teams that are not going to advance now just because of how bad Hurts in particular was last night. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um Shout out to me, have a FFPC main event that somehow is still alive uh, solely because A.J. Brown and CeeDee Lamb did not go absolutely nuclear. So uh, we're sitting on Tyreek and uh, nothing quite like, you know, a $2,000 league got to win to make money and, and make the, the championship uh, starting Tommy DeVito. No big deal. Thanks, Gino, uh, for sitting this one out uh, this week and how being on a buy. That was a lot of fun, uh, but going to make the sweat tonight. A little bit uh, better. B shot. No NBA DFS here. Uh, we will do NBA best ball. We did some NBA best ball over the course of summer, but no NBA DFS here. Sean wants to know. Uh, you know, normally we're not doing a lot of season long questions, but I feel like it's in the, the spirit of what we're talking about tonight. Everybody's hoping for a certain amount of points from someone, and uh, AJ Dillon is one that Rob is hoping for. This is actually a tough question, I think. Um, what I will say is I'm not generally hopeful about AJ Dillon, but the giants have been a funky sort of run funnel ish actually on defense. Um, And so I think if there was a spot that AJ Dillon could do it, I think it's that, but I would probably still ride Dobbs without Christian Watson. It's tough. AJ Dillon is just really bad at football, but it's a little bit of a coin flip. What do you think? He's not Kyron Williams bad though. Because I'm still exactly. hearing how bad Kyron Williams is. Hey, you so. ran a four eight forty, don't you know? <laughs> just AJ Dillon might run a four eight forty right about now. Oh, if we're being totally honest, but just uh, what just my favorite take of of the year is that Kyron Williams isn't good. He's just volume based. It's like some of these dudes can get volume and still do nothing. Right? Also, Kyron was balling against Baltimore uh, yesterday. Like I, I've been one of the. I'm not the guy that Kyron sucks, right? But I have been the guy that's been like I'm trying to be uh open-minded and and you know humble about Kyron and stuff because he's one of my you know highest owned players or whatever one of the few w's i get to take over the course of this whole stupid uh best ball season and he has been obviously like volume based but that's part of the point good players earn volume generally you're not gifted volume you have to earn it mm-hmm. and yesterday was like the f- not the first time because he's looked good um, plenty of other games but where he like really looked in a bad matchup like i expected not much yesterday from him even with the volume that he was going to get i'm like please just give me double digits dude and he did just generally get you double digits like 14 or 15 um ppr points but the way in which he did it was impressive like baltimore is one of the worst matchups you can have for a running back the rams offensive line is really overwhelmed by the the baltimore front and he was making chicken salad out of chicken shit sometimes uh there and they scored a bunch of points and part of it was because of him of course because of stafford but that was one of the best games uh of yesterday and to see the rams be able to put up that fight against a good defense i think was really like they're a team we'll talk a lot about tomorrow when we have the show we'll dive a little bit more into like really specific things we're looking forward to in the fantasy playoffs but the rams are one of them to me that's like I, I, I want to look at like I'm, my biggest search in draft IQ. If we, if we logged searches is I'm looking at my Kyron teams, not mm-hmm. just because of how valuable he is, but also because of what the, the schedule, the Rams have upcoming, which it looks really good for the playoffs. Yeah. There's a few teams that have some really good schedules coming up. Eagles being one of them. It just, they had a tough, tough stretch here. So yeah. Good luck to um God. Where did it, where did it go? BKS. I'm guessing he's saying he's 12th and going 
into tonight. I'm guessing that's in, for the leaderboard. Re- in regular season uh, uh, BBM, that's awesome. I'll, I'll have we can pull that up in a little bit and check that out and see if there's any uh, besides you uh bks that uh uh anybody else that can make some movement we can pull that up in in a little bit but um yeah good luck i don't know who you have i assume there's probably some dolphins on there because i don't know how you're at the top without any dolphins but a decent segue into tonight where um i think the dolphin you know the dolphins are one of the linchpins of the entire season um i would say i don't know i'm curious what you think dolphins of course Right, Tyreek specifically, but Mostert and Achan as well, to a to a lesser degree. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Cowboys, right? Dak, CD, uh, and the other guys a little bit lesser so, but the Cowboys have just been awesome. And then the Rams guys as cheapies, Kyron and Puka specifically. And then what was the Texans <laughs> up until last week? Right, Stroud, Tank Dell, and Nico were just absolute smashes. They're all three hurt now. <laughs> I don't suspect any of them are going to play here. Uh, we'll get to, you know, week 15. But um, the Dolphins are going to shake a, a, a lot of things up. Is that going to hurt or help you, you know, if we get another big, right, another 25-plus point Tyreek game, another big HN game, et cetera? I, I, I mean, I'm, I know it's got to help some people, right? Like it's clearly gonna. It's some people are on the fringe and gonna have dolphins that get them through. I just feel like a lot of the Tyreek teams have to already be crushing for the most part if they're in. Would be my guess, and I have no data to support that at the moment. So I I think that's why when I'm looking through my teams, even though I have eight or nine percent Tyreek, I'm not seeing Tyreek on my fringe teams. Those teams are probably dead or probably already one of the teams that's like 150 points ahead, right? Like, so my my fringe Dolphins teams are my A-chan teams, although he's crushed. I mean, how many games has he really played this year? So he's helped you get to the point of getting close to advancing. Mostert wasn't even on some of those teams. So I think, and Waddle's the weird one. I want to I want to know like what Waddle teams I have advancing now that we're talking about it. And I and I already wasn't drafting a lot of Waddle, so my lineups probably wouldn't even be the right ones to look at, I would say. But Waddle is probably the most interesting cuz I mean, let's let's hit on this point. Would you rather at the moment be overweight on Waddle or Tyreek teams advancing? Oh. That because because Tyreek is all-timer. such a such a stud this year. Like it's he's just... the one hundred and one. If we redrafted, he's the one hundred and one. So right. do you want the best player or do you want the leverage? Because Waddle is not only leverage on Tyreek Hill, but he's leverage on Mostert and Achan, who are going to be more popular too. On one hand, leverage is very very powerful. On the other hand. I think I would just rather have like a lot of them, a bunch of, like, just, <laughs> like a bunch of them on the, like get the, uh, the, I would rather, I think I, 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 I'm like somewhat joking, but also somewhat serious. I think I would just rather have like a Dolphins onslaught, Tyreek mm-hmm. Waddle, Mostert HN, right? To uh, just load me up with all of them because I can kind of create my own leverage, right? We talked well, about how many of those were you drafting? Yeah, not, not a lot, but that's right. like kind of what I'm saying. Like if I had my druthers, I, w- mm-hmm. I would just give me all of them. I think I'll just take Tyreek. I, I know it's maybe probably that's Tyreke. a lame, and that's maybe a lame answer, but like, dude, just give me, he's so much better than Waddle that the, I don't think the leverage quite comes into play. Yeah, that's probably a valid point. I have eight Waddle teams that I drafted in total in best ball mania. And I have two of those advancing. So it's like a 25% advance rate. And the juxtapose that we'll look at my Tyreek one real quick. And for Tyreek, I had, I only had 13 Tyreek lineups, which was, you know, pretty standard. And there's 15% of those that are advancing. So my advance rate with Tyreek is down from Waddle, but the sample size is a little bit different. So I will have more Tyreek teams. I don't know if I have any Tyreek Waddle teams. I, I don't even know if I decided to try to do that anywhere other than on sh- the the uh, showdown tonight for the two-team one. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, it was too hard. It was just too hard to do. Yeah, I did not do it once in Best Ball Mania, so I uh, I couldn't get through to it. I know I have it on DraftKings a few a few different times. It it is a little bit different on DraftKings because you have I feel like you have a little more luxury um, 
to do those kinds of things. But I, I was definitely on, I, I was more interested in it, I think, um, than you were. So I have eight total out of 187 um, teams. I'm only advancing one of those teams uh, somehow, but I do know that I did it in the uh, big five, five, five uh, millimaker. And I'm going to come up like just like a few oh. points short. Uh, it's an, it's an Andrews team. So it's like Cole Turner is my backup tight end. So it wasn't going to win anyway, but to uh, uh, of course Dobbins, uh, but the double, the double stack and it has Kyron too. And so it's just like, Oh my God, the, the dolphins yeah. double stack with, with Kyron could have been so powerful in the playoffs, but we're going to come up just shy mainly because of the Andrews. Like it's basically all because of the Andrews injury. I've just been taking zeros at tight end, you know, for a month. And eventually that just, <laughs> eventually that catches up to you. Uh, took a zero, I think uh, at quarterback, right. When Tua was on by, cause that happened to be the week that Ritter was benched. And it's just like the little, right. How can you predict that? If you look at this team, uh, I don't want to pull it up. Cause uh, we don't need to dive that deep into uh, roster baiting a team. That's not even going to advance to the playoffs, <laughs> but like, you, what, like I, if you look at this, you're like, oh my god, he has Kyron and Jerome Ford. Tajay's been fine. Like Algiers had good weeks. Tua and Ritter have been good. Tyreek is obviously a smash. DJ Moore is on here. Yeah. It's like it's like all the good picks, but it didn't. It's not going to advance because sometimes the points just don't come together. That's the that's the craziest part about best ball is like people know this from managed leagues where sometimes you can win, you know, you just you know points against versus points for all that all that stuff but in best ball it's not even just that there is the pod variance of how many points were in your pod and i do mm. think mine happens to be a little higher scoring but also just like the way that the points get layered together can just not be optimal for that team right like i said Tua ritter is a great combination of quarterbacks to have and yet they didn't layer in together perfectly it actually cost me a bunch of points right mark andrews gets hurt and that buries me. And then like Kyron was out for a stretch. Right. And so I'm losing, you know, just yeah. the way things it's all these smashes, but it just didn't come together perfectly. So that, that was a, a little disappointing, but can't complain about the dolphins. I mean, if we're going to complain, there's a lot of things to probably complain about, but dolphins teams are certainly not one of them. Losing quarterbacks. So I think this point in the chat is, is a really good one where B San San Sandark is saying, so many dead teams will advance this year, and it's so true. We were talking about this a little bit last week with the quarterback thing. I think the tight end one is going to be huge as well. I still see a lot of teams that are advancing with dead tight ends, just completely dead, mm-hmm. whether it be Mark Andrews and, like, who knows, Greg Dolchich or some of these other guys that are just not going to be on the field at, by any means. But now you add – Potentially, definitely one more quarterback next week, right? Herbert seems like he's going to have surgery. He's they're going to shut him down for Correct. the rest of the year. I would so, yeah. right? So I think we were at eleven starting quarterbacks down last week. So that makes twelve. C.J. Stroud is in concussion protocol, which, if I'm the Texans, I mean, I know they're theoretically fighting for a playoff spot, but now you have Nico out, you have Tank Dell out. This is your franchise quarterback for years to come. You have no shot of you get to the playoffs and what? What like what do you do as Houston if you get to the playoffs? Does it matter? No. Honestly? Morale? I mean, I guess <laughs> if you want if you want that argument. But you know, it's just it's it's showing that like Herbert was carrying some teams. I have a team that's not advancing because Herbert got hurt, where he was my last standing quarterback on the team. And he scored what point one points yesterday because he got he yeah. took that injury. So if I have a team that almost got in with Herbert, there are teams that were already locked in with Herbert that had some of these other guys with them, whether it be yeah. Aaron Rodgers and you know, name the other, you know, Deshaun Watson or something. It's a totally viable like roster of quarterbacks to have to get a team through. So we're gonna start seeing you're gonna be looking in your week one pods. And just like going, okay, that team's dead. That team's dead. That team's dead. I only have to beat X amount of teams now to get through to the toughest week, which is, you know, I mean, obviously week 17 is the toughest week, but like in terms of advancing mm-hmm. week 16, one out of 16 is just a nightmare. And you're going to be looking like, 
all right, well, at least some of these teams are going to get through or you're going to be looking at some of your own teams and be like, well, I'm totally dusted on this team. You're just going to be able to go into the info and write dead team, no quarterback. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. dead team, no quarterback, dead team, no tight end. You know, best running back is Jalen Warren. You know, there's like so (laughs) there's like so many of those. Like you said, it is so funny. I I said I was going through a lot of my teams today because we've reached this point and when you spend this much time drafting all these teams, what the fuck is the point to get to, to here and not like have, um, you know, the fun of looking through and finding some of the good ones. And there are very few, quite frankly, uh, even drafting hundreds and hundreds of teams, right? So, which means I'm advancing, you know, a lot of teams, despite the fact I have a shitty advance rate, when you draft that many teams, there's still plenty that are moving on to the playoffs. And it's like, you know, you get, you start with the team, you know, and the tight ends are at the bottom. I found it to be the tight end is the issue. Most of the time you either have one of the two. Uh, so like I have a Sam Howell and then yeah, Anthony Richardson is on the team and you're like, is Sam Howell really going to get, going to get like this week. Okay. He plays the Rams, but then it's like jets and 49ers. Am I going to win a best ball tournament with only Sam Howell against those two? Probably not. Okay, now you move on to the next team. You're like, all right, Josh Allen and Ritter on this team. You're like, cool, good at quarterback. Scroll down, you're like, running backs are not bad, and they're alive. Wide receivers, okay, fine. And you get to the tight ends, Mark Andrews and Cole Turner. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, God damn it. You know, like, so move, you know, you move on to move. I move over to the next team. Like, please, 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 please. You know, and you get to this, this next one. And it's like, Oh, Kyron. Cool. Kyron's on this team that the quarterbacks are alive. And you're like, I hope Rashad Penny is, gets activated, you know, cause I need some run. You know, it's just like every team has so many flaws, even when they're, these are good and advancing teams. Uh, I mentioned a few different times that it's not my highest scoring team anymore, but has been my highest scoring team in BBM most of the year, Josh Jacobs. Now it looks like he's going to be going to be fine. Uh, well, well, we'll see. It's, it's too early, I guess, technically to say that, but they seem somewhat optimistic about him, but it's like he sneakily goes down. Right. And like, think about all of those teams that are going to have these advancing players that, even if they're not the Tyreeks, right, or the HNs or the Kyrens or the Mosterts or whatever, or the Tank, well, I guess Tank Dell, but even if they weren't the big league winners, just surviving and scoring points all year has helped a lot of teams, right? Why is Josh Jacobs on that team? Because, like, he's just been scoring double-digit points every single week, even though he's been a horrible pick for a two-three turn guy. And, like, that guy's dead now. And you've been that team, you've been relying upon that guy, right? And so I do think. Um, every year, again, same thing with injuries. We'll, we'll say this, like there's going to be a lot of dead teams, but this year there's definitely going to be a lot of dead teams. Like when tank goes down, right. Teams were relying upon tank Dell teams were relying upon Nico Collins. If you had Justin Herbert, you were probably fucking relying. I know he hasn't been awesome, but you draft him in the fifth round. If you're advancing with him, you're, you're probably bad at quarterback, right? Mark Andrews. I have a bunch of advancing Mark Andrews teams. You know, it's like, there's just so many landmines that if you just have teams that have some health. Uh, I do still feel, you know, optimistic at this point. Uh, speaking of the Raiders, since you brought up Josh Jacobs, I just want to point out that my mentions have been super quiet about Devontae Adams the last 10 weeks. Yeah, funny how that works. I'm just, I mean, no one's been hitting me up to tell me about how wrong I was about Devontae Adams. I just, I, guys, it's still at King Coakley on <laughs> X now. Like, if you want to start showing me game logs of Devontae Adams, I, I'll we can look through them together. We'll look at the the 8.6 and the 10.1 and, you know, and and just we'll watch the video of him with his head held down as he walks off the field (laughs) after scoring zero points against the Minnesota Vikings in a dome. They couldn't even put up points. I'm I'm down for it. We, We can have these chats if you guys would like to have them. So, uh, just, just pointing it out, pointing it out. Hamlet's, Hamlet's trolling you, but it is funny that when, we're wrong. I'm not saying you're doing this, Hamlet. I know you're trolling, Rob. But like when we're wrong, it's always, well, if he does it in the playoffs, you know, he can still go off in the playoffs. It's like, yeah, but you can't have it both ways. You can't victory lap the guys that you get right during the regular season. 
and then and then still say, oh yeah, I know I was wrong about him in the regular season, but there's three weeks left. What about what if he does it in the playoffs? It's like we like by that logic, you're literally never going to be wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> we can do it. Like, you, how am I ever going to argue with you? You, the guy was good in the regular season. Okay, you're right. But if I say, well, what about the playoffs? Right? Last year, Josh Jacobs, like I basically full faded Josh Jacobs last year, which is funny. He's on the, the fantasy gods are sick disgusting people that he was he's now on my best on my best team and he gets hurt but we were saying last year that like look he's been awesome but he had such a bad playoff schedule that like he's going to be really really popular if you don't have him it's not that it's actually not that big of a deal which sounds crazy from the rb1 overall you know rb2 overall whatever he was and he he was okay in the fantasy playoffs but it's not like you needed him to win and so but that pushback was just like you're just saying that because you faded him Right. You're just saying that because you faded him. But then if we say, well, we did fade this guy and it was correct. It's like the person will be like, well, he could he's going to be low owned in the playoffs. He's going to be low owned. You know that. Right. It's like now he's a great now he's great to have on your teams. It's like like, like what, what logic is this? You can roast me for drafting Rashad Penny as you should. Please do roast away. I'll, I've waved that white flag <laughs> three months ago. But like then you can't like not let us roast you about Devonte Adams when, when you were wrong about Devonte Adams, it's just all that, all that nuance is so funny. The human element of it. Don't even get me started on the Rashad Penny stuff. I was seeing tweets last night that Rashad Penny is the, is the fix to the Eagles offense. And I well, almost had no electronics left when I saw that. I'm like, what are we talking wrong. about? Prove, prove this person wrong. You can't, <laughs> you, you, you can't, you can't prove them wrong. Never be able to either. If nothing else is working. Yeah. It's a, might as well try this loser. Who's been inactive all season. <laughs> the guy who can't get on the field above Boston Scott. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Boston Scott. Like they, they won't even like deactivate, you know, a, their seventh linebacker for this guy. Like to go, can we do try? I know he's not better than any, you know, Deandre Swift, but Jesus, can we like try something else? It's not going well. This is like the chiefs, right? You wonder why things are, you know, why you have to count on getting lucky with penalties not being called at the end of the game when you keep trotting out Justin Watson and MVS and Sky and stuff. Like, maybe how about we look in the mirror a little bit, right? And, like, let's just play Rushy Rice, you know? And, frankly, I know Tony has screwed up multiple times, but he at least was doing a little something when he was out there. But, nonetheless, um, we are clearly to this point where all these fun conversations, and we'll have tons of them over the course uh, of the summer was you mentioned AJ Dillon as kind of one of your you know guys that you're uh, it, reluctantly you having yeah, re- re- yeah exactly <laughs> reluctantly need tonight for sure is uh, exactly how I would probably put it but <laughs> is there anybody that you uh, you know like is maybe a little more popular that you don't have that you're like uh, you mentioned Waddle I guess but anybody else you know Moster HN I don't know if you have your requisite ownership of those guys. Like, is there Tua having a big game? Derrick Henry is probably that guy for me. You know, I, I need Tajay. <laughs> so uh, maybe maybe I should play Derrick Henry in DFS instead of playing a, a Tajay and losing all my money. But Derrick Henry would be that guy for me that, like, if he has a big game, it'll definitely knock some teams out. Because obviously I, I wasn't drafting him, and I, I have a bunch of Tajay. So, I mean, I have the A-chan stuff for sure on a bunch of different teams, but I had a huge ownership of A-chan. I was, like, 24% ownership across the board on HN. So of course he's going to be sprinkled on teams that are advancing. He's just going to be all across the board, right? The guy that I'm interested to look up as we start talking about this, and I'm going to pull him up right now is Jordan love. So mm-hmm. I have, um, I have 11 lineups with love and best ball mania. I have an 18% advance rate currently with him. So the ones that are ahead as of the moment look like they are pretty far ahead and the ones that are behind are significantly behind. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no, oh my God, I have some that are 357 points back. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, there's no chance that that's going to happen. But yeah, so I, I can't even like sweat out Jordan Love and I'm playing him tonight as part of this two team thing. It's going to, I'm going to roll out a Jordan Love lineup and uh, lose all my money probably. But. This is uh, uh, just doubling back. It's a good comment from uh, from Updog. We need to draft the bad players so that we can get leverage <laughs> off of the good, off of the good players. I I I I actually, it's funny uh, over the course of the summer. Like, actually, people be like, "Well, yeah, how could we get low owned guys through?" And it's like, "Well, if you draft the bad the bad players, but like, 
we're not good enough at picking out who the good and bad players are as it is. So like you tell like, like I, I don't know who the, I thought the, the guys that I drafted were good. Turns out <laughs> they're not very good. They're not very good at all. They're quite terrible actually. Uh, so I tried to draft good players and I drafted bad players. So, you know, maybe that makes me the most genius best ball player in all the land because I do have low owned players in the playoffs because I drafted the shittiest ones, but like, I, I would love, like, if you could, if you could tell me in July who's going to have a bad season, but I can somehow get them through <laughs> to the fantasy playoffs. I'm all in for that. Also love this comment from off the Schneid says I would legitimately think long and hard about experimental surgery to donate my leg to tank Dell. So many advancing dead roster spots. Yeah. The, the tank Dell one was certainly brutal. Uh, one of the most brutal ones I think of the season because of how big of a smash he was. And then it to happen right before the fantasy playoffs. And I think, this freaking snowball effect of the Texans of tank Dell going down. Right. Schultz has been hurt. Like if you onslaughted the Texans, you look like mm. a genius, yeah. like an absolute genius for three months. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, right before your eyes, like all of those lineups are like went from amazing to stone dust because not a single one of those players is going to, the running backs are going to play, I guess, but like Davis mills to Noah Brown, baby. Yeah. Like Noah Brown (laughs) is the last man standing Robert Woods. John Mechie still can't get a target. Even with all these guys out, it's just, it is what it is. It's, you know, part, part of the game. I certainly have had my fair share of injuries across all my guys, but man, the Texans one's really brutal. Here's a fun lineup for tonight. It's 15.82 points behind it's in fourth place. So it's going to be a battle, but we have Devon Achan, Ty J Spears, and the juxtaposed that it was Pollard, P. Ryan, Devin Singletary, Kareem Hunt that's already played. But it also has Jaden Reed and Chigakonkwo on the team. So, oh, and Jalen Hyatt. So there is, uh, Jeez. There's some there's some live boys on that team. I mean, it's not all great, but it's to get 16 points between the three of them, between the <laughs> six players or whatever. I know who the Texans play in that. Uh, what, what what's the Robert Woods revenge game? It's though? gonna be the Rams, right? They don't play the Rams. Oh, the, the Titans. The, the, the oh the oh, oh Titans. Yep, good call. Because uh, the, the Derrick Henry versus uh, the Texans. I forgot about that. Um. Can Derek Henry take a week off in the playoffs, by the way, just so we can see what so, Spears is? Well, I'll talk about this tomorrow because we're <laughs> going to get into some of the Galbrain thoughts that I like to conjure up during this part of the season. Rashad Penny is a, a one that's a fun bit. I don't actually believe Rashad Penny's ever going to be active uh, during the fantasy playoffs, but it was fun to think about when the Eagles had the bye. Like, mm. like, like, it's, like it's the Cardinals in week 17, like just win every game before week 17, and at least we got a chance. That's obviously not going to happen. Uh, now, uh, I meant to, uh, uh, close that one, but the Derrick Henry point, I do think is like worth discussing. Uh, I know I have Ty J bags, so I'm and not Derrick Henry. So I'm very biased. I will, I will own that bias, but also it, we assume the Titans are going to lose tonight. I believe they will be, uh, like four games out, uh, tonight. So not technically eliminated. I don't think tonight but pretty darn close to eliminated from the playoffs. If they lose tonight, like, I mean, Derrick Henry has to be one of the clearest shutdown candidates in the league. Right. If, if they're like, we've talked about like Devonte and Josh Jacobs and stuff, those guys would end up being uh shutdown candidates at well as well. But Derrick Henry is old, has mm-hmm. been banged up, just got banged up this past week. And has mo- literally more mileage than any running back in the entire NFL on on his legs from the amount of carries that he has on a bad team. I don't know. I, I do feel like those are the kind of guys, and uh, I don't know that there's a process to land on them other than drafting backup running backs. But I think there's, you know, it's something to discuss over the course of the offseason that like old running back on a potentially bad team they are shutdown candidates late in the season and that can get you Ty J doesn't really do anything all season. And then all of a sudden you get to weeks 15, 16, 17, ideally 17. And he's a workhorse uh, in a good matchup. And so um, just something that I've been thinking about, obviously, because I'm hoping for any kind of good run out here for any of my guys and Ty J's one I'm hopeful for. Yeah. Michael brings up a good point about like, I'd want it. We, I mean, we never think of this all the time, but like bonuses for players and stuff, why they would still play. 
I can't imagine Derrick Henry's like super bonus heavy. I would assume Hopkins is like the guy that you would be like not shutting down because of bonus stuff with his, his signing, but that's all just guesswork for me. I would, I would say we should have seen this coming from the beginning of the season. We, the, we, this, the Titans are exactly what they thought we thought they were going to be. They built their team to be exactly what this is. A goddamn mess. Right. We were like, they're, they're trying to middle it. They're trying to rebuild, but they're not trying to rebuild. It's, it's, just the friction just is never going to work with that type of build on a NFL team. Never mind like a best ball team. They were trying to thread the needle of an NFL team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And you're just not going to do that. Like it's one in a million on that. So you need Brock Purdy, which Brock Purdy is a whole nother thing where we've learned that we live in a simulation <laughs> and the NFL they they had the Tom Brady story, right? They were like, pick 199. He's the best quarterback of all time, which is true. And then they're like, how do we one up it? Well, you know, it becomes WWE, where yep. what's the best spot? What's the best spot for the Royal Rumble winner to be? Number one, what's the best spot for the, one of the best players of all time to be by the end of their career? Last pick of the draft. What a story. So he's Shawn you know. Michaels. He's, he's Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is uh is the heartbreak kid. Um uh that's my conspiracy sh- theory. Shout out to you. I like it. Shout out to you off the schneid. Agree. Go ahead and hit that uh uh like button. I mean uh saving the guy's life, Nolan says what's the incentive to, to shut him down? Like the guy can like barely walk. He's old, he supposedly has a plate in his foot, like he's had a million carries. Like, and what about to get your young guys the football? Like Lots of guys like lots of guys are going to be free agents and they get shut down. It happens. It happens all the time. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm yeah. saying guys are going to get shut down later this year. It may not be Derrick Henry. It may be other people that I, we're not. I'm not bringing up. But what okay. I'm saying is we can. It could be Devontae Adams. The point is remove the name. We know guys are going to not be playing at the end of the season because of X Y Z. Obviously mm-hmm. injury, right? being one of them but every single season in week 17 there are guys playing whether it's full team backups like we see sometimes or you know certain guys just just being shut down like if the Bengals were to have lost these last couple of weeks instead of one uh two in a row would you see Joe Mixon out there in week 17 in a meaningless game when they, they got Chase don't want to play when they, yeah, Chase Brown's already been there they're already like oh god we got to get this Chase Brown kid the Baltimore Mixon's fighting I, for his life out there he's, and, he's, and, <laughs> and you see Mixon he's playing better and he's he's I'll give Joe Mixon credit for this season yeah. he's been better than I thought he was going to be like even when he was just like meh for the first like two months he showed more juice I think this season than he did last season but like this past week did you see he took a pretty gnarly hit on the sideline and was holding his shoulder and real slow to get up and he comes to the sideline and they're checking him out i think old mixon would have just like samaje you know go out there because he wasn't worried about samaje stealing his job right but he's watching chase brown catch a 60 yard touchdown every every week and he's like you got to let me back in here dude i don't care if i got a stinger or or whatever but long story short those guys those that archetype of a player is a very possible shutdown uh, candidate. Can can we predict it necessarily? No, but we can set ourselves up. Uh, there was a Robert uh, Robert Griffin the Turd uh, shout out. Uh, that's a great name. Uh, says what? That's why I drafted Keontae Ingram. How's that working out? Yeah, not good. Obviously, everything always is dependent upon hitting on the right players. You, you know what the best strategy is? Draft the best players. Like that's always the right strategy. But the point is, we don't necessarily know which one of these backup running backs is going to be. It could be Tajay. Could have been Keontae. Obviously, Kyron's doing it already. Josh Jacobs just got hurt. Could end. Could end up being Zamir White. Could be who the hell knows, right? It could be anybody. But like, set yourself up to be lucky. You're like, that's kind of the whole, like all this, like I win with structure and like all that draft strategy stuff. Like the whole point of every one of those conversations is trying to set yourself up to be lucky. And that's all we're really trying to do. And so that's why I wanted to bring up like the shutdown thing is like, if we know inherently that's going to happen, how do I capitalize on that and hopefully get lucky? Cause that's really what I'm trying to do, especially right now. Like, please, one of these teams, I just need to run, you know, I need to sun run here. Speaking of get lucky. If this is true, oh sorry, B. Sandark is saying that he's trying to get to seventy teams advancing tonight, and he's the one that's in like the top twelve of the regular how, season. How many? 
you're not allowed in out of that anymore. Get out of out here. Out of yeah, out of <laughs> if 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 this is 70 out of 150 in in BBM, you're trying to get to advancing. You're going to get auto fucking banned from this channel because that <laughs> is that is absolutely unbelievable, and you make me feel really terrible about is, myself. And this I don't is Felix need that. stuff, right? This is yeah, this, this is he's having his. Felix you're going to win. Yeah, you're going to win because you hit on everything. This is basically what Felix did. You know, advance 50 percent of his teams or or more or whatever. Yeah. And then you have you have so many bites at the apple. But the funny thing about this is, I would love to see uh, BKS's. Uh, we don't need you don't need to like type it all in the chat or whatever. Um, but see, you know, the kind of the draft strategy and player exposures in particular, because people talk about you know I just want to get as many teams through as possible as like a, their advance rate bros and not like you know playoff upside bros. And I get that. I, I, I don't have an issue with that. We don't need to dive into it. But you know how you advance like an absurd amount of teams? It's actually to take big stands and hit on them. That's how you, right? If you did what Felix did a few years ago and you just draft a shitload of Cooper Cup and Mark and Mark Andrews and they're the two league winners, guess what? You advance a lot of teams and that's how you get the most bites at the apple. How do you mitigate risk and like advance maybe above expectation? That's, you know, spreading out exposures. But that's always an interesting conversation where people are like, oh, dude, what a sick advance rate. You know, what was your strategy? He's like, I drafted a fuckload of Cooper Cup. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, dra- <laughs> I drafted a, a shitload of Cooper Cup. Like, so awesome. You know, shout out to me for picking Cooper Cup. It wasn't, you know, spreading out exposures. And so always a delicate balance up to everybody how they handle it. But I always love seeing uh, those those folks. Uh, that that uh, was I, a balls a year to do that, too. That was like because that was the Cooper Cup. Robert Woods was in that conversation. I know it's hilarious now, but yep. he was. It was Evans. It was Chris Godwin, and there was one more wide receiver right in there, DJ Moore maybe. And it was like five wide receivers right in that range. So like to take that stand at Cooper Cup, ballsy and clearly paid off. It was awesome. I, I love this question from Mike Rob. WWE related, so we're we're bouncing around from best ball to re- to wrestling here. But uh, hey, we're here to have some fun in the remaining few minutes before the game starts. Is this mm-hmm. the most amount of superstars that could storyline win the Royal Rumble this year? Um, this coming year, the twenty twenty four Royal Rumble. Uh, theoretically, it could be CM Punk, but you got to take him out right away because he's just going to be in some sort of other thing. Cody Rhodes is number one, of course. Jay Uso is a dark horse because you could set up some sort of Roman Reigns thing with him. Uh, LA Knight, of course, is the other guy that I would say. I would say three, but I think it has to be LA Knight or Cody Rhodes this year. So I'll go with two. I'll say two realistically that could win it. Now using this from to uh, ask the same question, but if we're comparing WWE <clears throat> to best ball, Mm-hmm. If these best ball playoffs, right, are basically the road, it's kind of what it is. That is the, the Royal Rumble. There's players that are going to, you know, Mike, Ev- right? Mike Evans, Tom Brady, whatever, was not the likely Royal Rumble winner, right? Not the likely best ball tournament winner last season, yeah. but that's what happened. Who? Yeah, but Mike Evans was Santino Morella, right? Like he just, <laughs> you had to get Santino Morella through. Mike Evans was doink the clown bushwhacker like, uh, luke yeah exactly <laughs> like absolutely no one like saw it coming nor did they want it this was like something bad <laughs> happened backstage between one of the actual superstars and vince and vince was like you were supposed to win this but fuck you i'm giving this yeah to to doink the clown or whatever like we're we're, we're moving on anyway um i do think this is like a mildly interesting question where you know the 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 chalk guys Tyreek right CD Dak whatever are easy HN Kyron but like who else would be one of those guys right the amongst the the people that enter the Royal Rumble that maybe is a little bit off the beaten path but you're like oh man I could really see this this person winning it all for for some roster well I I mean it's funny we talked about Mike Evans right but with all the quarterback you know that have gotten thrown over the top rope already and are completely out of this thing. Could it be a Baker Mayfield stack that gets you through oh. there? He, he's been relatively decent. We saw Godwin actually do something this past week. So if you are, I mean, we were just making fun of the Evans thing, but if you got some sort of Baker Mayfield double through to the finals, I mean, why would that not be viable to, to win it low? He's, he wasn't getting drafted in a lot of drafts. So if you're one of the few that have him, you could probably get him through 
sneak him through with whoever. Hell, maybe Sam Howell. Maybe you went Sam Howell and Baker Mayfield and another. It's an interesting pairing because Howell gets his only good playoff matchup this coming week. And I say good. The Rams are like neutral to to positive matchup. But Baker, uh, so you could maybe use Howell score this week, right? Whereas Baker goes to Lambeau. Um, which is not like awful. The Packers defense is not like something I'm scared of, but generally speaking, you know, I don't know that I want to be hoping for a ceiling outcome from <laughs> Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans. And Mike Evans, for all the as awesome as he is, you know, future Hall of Fame wide receiver, not the guy I imagine out there in Lambo, you know, just like really toughing it out and balling out in uh in December. Mm-hmm. But then they get Jacksonville. I don't know if anybody's watched the Jags defense for the last two months but that was a team that was off to a hot start on defense and they suck on defense they're bad so any matchups you get uh for the jags i think are a positive one so that looks good that looks good for evans godwin baker uh but rashad white is another name i'll toss in there that the bucks were bucks are a team that we've been like oh yeah they surprised you know they turned out to be really good picks but mainly evans and rashad white if i got those guys um on playoff teams, I would be super excited. I mean, Rashad White's probably one of the best running back picks uh, that we have out there in all of best ball, but I think he just slides under the radar because he's never, you know, he's never scoring 35. So I guess, it, you know, can he really be a league winner? I don't know. But well, we also were told he's bad too. So, well, yeah, he, him and Kyron are like super duper similar, actually, like not that athletic, uh, but they can catch the ball and they can pass protect and they get the ball at the goal line. So who gives a shit? Like who, who cares about the rest of the stuff? And, but then they also, uh, the bucks get new Orleans in the the championship and the saints are an absolute disaster. Uh, that game also might be, you know, for, for the division. That's an interesting one. Um, I, I'm going to toss out, uh, a, a small. So f- talking about the Rams, cause I want, I wanted to bring up the Rams just quickly uh, we'll talk more about them and like Kyron and just how powerful I think that a, a a Kyron team is. But it's not just Kyron. If you look at the playoff schedule here, so these are the weeks 15, 16, 17. You can't get much better than this. The only negative is that this game's outside in New York in yeah. week 17. But like the Giants defense stinks and you get the worst defense in the league in Washington next week. Then you get New Orleans in L.A., and then you go to the Giants in week 17. It doesn't really get better uh, for a playoff schedule than, than the Rams. Stafford is healthy. Cup is looking healthy. Puka's healthy. Obviously, Kyron's healthy. It's so consolidated. We are super-duper you know, pumped for Kyron teams, and Puka teams look good. It's kind of making Cooper Cup like just a total afterthought. Nobody's ever, ever, ever mentioning Cooper Cup, and I understand why. But if you saw... He popped back up last week against the Ravens. And if you told me I was going to get low owned Cooper cup through with this playoff schedule, I'd be like, dude, I'll, I'll take, I'll take my chances on you know him against Tyreek and CD and whatever, because Tyreek does have a little bit of a tougher, a tougher schedule. And if you can just, you know, outscore him a couple weeks with Cooper cup, I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I was looking at, I wish I had more Kyron than I do. I, I mean, I have, a decent amount. And I was even looking at my Kyron big board stuff because we talked about that. I was drafting him a little bit in the big board. I drafted 12 Kyron teams. I got a 33% advance rate on those right now. One of them's close to, it's like 16 points up at the moment. So I, I would have to look and see if I can get actually chased down or not. But Kyron teams are good. The Puka teams are going to be fun. Hell, I think the Cooper cup teams are, I think like any of these Rams that yep. you have, is going to be fun because uh, Cooper's advance rate is going to be near terrible. Ter- yeah, it has to be bad overall, like in comparison to some of the other first rounders offhand. Like I have a I have a 15 percent Cooper Cup advance rate through 13 lineups at the moment, which I am assuming is above average. A bit. Yeah, that's good. So. I would just say, like, if you can get some of these Rams through, and I know that none of my Rams are Stafford stacks for the most part. I just wasn't drafting Stafford this year. So, I don't know. I, I think that your point is good on the Rams. The The Bucks is the other one. I wish I drafted more Rashad White. I haven't said that yet on the show this year. 
Rashad White was a giant miss for me. I only have eight shares of Rashad White and BBM. And uh, we want to talk about misses. Rashad White was definitely a massive miss for me in general. And I think that was in part due to Ravens wide receiver stuff, where if I remember correctly off the top of my head, Rashad White was going relatively close to the the Zay Flowers and Rashad Bateman. Yeah. Draft mm-hmm. slots. Yep. So I think that when you're overweight so much on Rashad Bateman, like I was, and obviously that's a miss and I was way overweight on Zay flowers, the guy that it took away from that I could have gotten hell four more Rashad white teams, you know, just to, to level it out a little bit more. So cognizant of that going forward as well. I agree. Um, I am just going to pull this up because uh, BKS wants us to roster bait over his uh, 12th placed BBM team, but it is an absolutely awesome team. See the leaderboard here. Um, the big things that stuck out to me when I looked through this team is how you can still finish 12th drafting Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Darren Waller on this team, like DK Metcalf has had a couple of good games, but nothing super special. It's This is, I don't want to say sh- like one of the more shocking teams I've seen at the top because I, 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 I wouldn't go... I wouldn't go uh, that far. My dog is whining over here. Uh, I wouldn't go so far as to say like completely shocking, but like if you said this guy's going to finish top 10 in the regular season of all best ball mania, and you started to list off the names you think that they would have Tyreek is of course one that would be on there. Raheem mm-hmm. Mostert is of course one that would be on there. And I'm not sure DJ Moore would probably be somewhat high up on the list, but I, I there's not that many on here that you would get to. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of kind of fascinating. Like the tight ends are Kincaid and Komet are fine. Komet's had a couple like real big spike weeks. Uh, they're fine. Fields and Love are fine, right? Like not amazing, but fine. Kamara's been pretty good. James Cook been okay, particularly lately. But like, there's no HN on here, right? Pittman and Nico been good, but there's no Tank Dell. There's no Kyron Williams. There's no Puka Nakua. <laughs> like there's there there's not a lot, and so. Um, just and even like I would say, you know, you need health, but even even then, like the health hasn't been perfect. Fields got hurt, Darren Waller got hurt, right? Some of these guys have gotten hurt, and yet um, still up there, really, really high. So just uh, shout out to uh, to the I believe I'm trying so, to go look. He said he said he had like 90 percent Dolphins, which was driving uh, this. I think. Yeah. So on this team that he has for tonight, right? He's got 2,000 and five points how far out of first place is he roughly or actually because you can probably just scroll up right so he needs oh he's he's not getting there yeah no half step and's got this baby locked up <laughs> yeah i mean because he has a lot of players live tonight but just the replacement to replace some of the players that he already has in 12th place there is going to be difficult so i i mean i hope that I hope that he crushes. I, I want we him are, as high up as he can get. We are rooting for you. Um, and I think, yeah, because outside of first place, uh, look, no two or no Tyreek. Um, trying to see here. You know, there's mostly Tyreek teams, but not everybody has Mostert, right? Not everybody has Tyreek. We can make a run up here, and it's real close. Like, you know, mm-hmm. what, what did he have? 2005, two, yeah, 2005, and then you get oh man like shoot we can make a run up real high here i don't know third probably third third is probably within within reach so man uh you're gonna have that's a fun sweat uh i'll be i'll be rooting for you i also like need tyreek in the worst way so we're uh, we're we're, we were already on the same side uh i will be i'll be rooting for you i am however fading jordan love in dfs so we'll like only be half rooting for each other Oh, like, and I'm playing, which is funny because didn't you fade Ritter yesterday? I did, yeah, and I did and, I, and I played Ritter on a single, a two hundred dollars single entry, and uh, I mean the Falcons. I played Bijan, uh, but the Falcons were the best plays like on on the board, and the problem is everyone knew that Drake London was the best play, and everyone knew that Kyle Pitts was actually a good play for once, and everyone knew that Desmond, not that Ritter was like super chalk. That's quarterbacks. I wasn't owner. I wasn't worried about him, but I'm like, well. It, when people are playing Ritter, they're playing London or whatever. And so uh, I played Fields, DJ Moore is fine. Uh, yeah. And Bijan. And I, did, Bijan. 
I did Ritter with Bijan and Drake London. And if you want to talk about vomiting when Ritter missed Bijan on that touchdown. Pass, oh my God. Like, <laughs> like how, how did you miss that touchdown? pass? Absolutely. Unbelievable. A good, another good uh, segue is um, one kind of last guy to that, that conversation about who could win the, the Royal rumble. Uh, another first rounder that I think is very much in contention to win that. And it is Bijan Robinson. I mm. think um, he, he is not as good as Christian McCaffrey and he's not as good as those, uh, those other wide receivers, but his role is really growing a ton. Um, his floor is super duper high. I actually have a good amount of Bijan teams advancing uh, a little more so on DraftKings, but generally speaking, I, I have a lot more of my Bijan teams advancing than I thought would have be given just how good like Tyreek and those other guys have been. But um, he has a great schedule here down the stretch. Like I said, his, he's really kind of taking command of, of that backfield. They have to win. They are in a three-way tie for the division. So we're not going to see any less <laughs> of, of Bijan here down the stretch. I think he makes for a really fun guy to have on teams as well. Even though like, yeah, sure. Would you prefer Tyreek? Would you prefer CD you know, or CMC? Probably. But you're going to get Bijan much lower owned, and he definitely has the chance to you know, score 25-plus in all these three games. Let's hope that you are completely wrong because <laughs> I drafted five Bijan Robinson teams in Best Ball Mania, and a total of zero of those are advancing at the moment <laughs> and aren't, and none of them are close to advancing. So let's hope that the Falcon that you need is Drake London because I drafted I, 40 teams with Drake London. Yep. I'm on board. Drake London is one of my highest owned players across all <laughs> sites. I have an absolute shit ton of Drake London. So I am fully on board with that. Also am embarrassed of the amount of Desmond Ritter I have. Uh, so, you know, anything for just the Falcons, it's kind of crazy. The ebbs and flows of the Falcon season, <laughs> it has been an absolute roller coaster. But like today you're feeling a lot better about every, falcons player right after the the big game and they do have a good schedule moving forward so i think they can be a pretty big uh linchpin this is some sicko stuff a perfect kind of way to wrap this up Devin, <laughs> you are a sicko and uh you should come join us tomorrow because i got tons of different thoughts and ideas on my personal teams as as well i didn't write down every everything i have i don't think i've written anything down like my wife was writing something down the other day uh, for Christmas stuff. And I was just like, why don't you like put it in a note or put it in a spreadsheet or something? She's like, I just like to write it down. And I was like, I don't even know if I could write right now. <laughs> I think I've lost that. I think I lost that. <laughs> that, ability, that ability. Like, I think there is like a pen somewhere. And like, like, well, like what is, what is this thing? Um, <laughs> but I am excited. Not going to write them down, but I, I'm looking forward to talking through like some of these teams and where they all stand and do they actually have a chance and, all that fun stuff tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be fun. I mean, it's going to be fun to see how many teams you have advanced. What's going to be really, really fun is whenever we get our our pods, right? And I know everyone's going to stress out about it, but try to stay relaxed. They're trying to <laughs> yeah. pot off like thousands and thousands of, of teams here. And it's probably, if I remember correctly, it was Thursday last year that we had our pods, maybe Friday. So just yeah, don't expect remember. them on Wednesday Correct. is what I'm saying. It's, Correct. And that's, that's no dig at underdog or DraftKings no. or whoever it's, it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of time for them to uh, get through those. So it's like Christmas. That's what, that's what we're waiting for. We're not waiting for Christmas day. We're waiting for pod day. Right. hundred percent. And 100%. go through and uh, sort through our pods and see how many teams are alive and how many teams are dead. To uh, a B Sandark has 50% Raheem Mostert shout out to him again and good luck tonight and jay ching um bring it on bring it on tomorrow uh we've made it through an hour uh but and and we will have more shows than just tomorrow this week of course there's a link to the discord you want to post some of your favorite teams least favorite teams funny teams whatever bring them to the discord i got i got plenty of them and uh yes i know and uh <laughs> this is this is this is great. Uh, uh, we will we'll get into. I promise you. But between if you're in the Discord, the shows that we got scheduled for for this week, um, including tomorrow, including some other ones that we'll announce uh, hopefully tomorrow. Uh, like the conversations on bring any team you want reviewed, 
bring it to the discord you got pods as updog says look at this dog he's ready to <laughs> he's, he's he's ready to go um <laughs> bring him bring him to the discord bring him to the show tomorrow we'll get you guys all squared away but this guy is legit ready to get the <laughs> hell out of here and go watch some football and go watch tyree kill have a big game enjoy the games tonight good luck with the sweats be sandart good luck we'll be all be rooting for you and we will see you guys tomorrow peace those were some spicy takes want to stay up to date with all of the other spicy takes we're going to have over here at spike week why don't you press that subscribe button below you turn notifications on we draft a team boom you know about it we have another spicy take boom you know about it you can be there you can draft with us you want to stay up to date that's how you do it all right we'll catch you later next time here at spike week